Oh wow! Hey, so you know what? And, and and this is this is this is crazy because you know now that we we're talking about a, a in person stream, where where would y'all like want to do that? Where do y'all think would be the city for in person? Somewhere hot for so. Oh yeah, somewhere yeah, somewhere where we could do like a nice background. Um, I want to say either like Central Florida, maybe because it's like more chill. We got Miami, we get distracted. You know what I mean? Uh, not not in that type of way, like our audience. <laughs> is, but but we could do. Um, I would say, or either do somewhere where it's a big sports hood, like New York, because you got a lot of fellas in there, uh, New York. We can link up with too. They could come out to the show. We have a little audience and stuff with us, bro. Oh yeah, we can definitely do that. We yeah, something like that. that. And then New York driving, this is for me. And um, so we have a car and all that too. Cause I just pull up, we just, you know what I mean? We can do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. I, I, I like, I like either doing it in Houston or um, either Houston or Detroit. I like if if we slid to Josh crib, I think that'd be that'd be smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we got we got it. We got time. I know, I know Josh wouldn't want us all up in his crib, you know what I mean? But hey, we're dancing in the video. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might have to do it. We might have to do it. Oh my lord. I'm sitting up here like, bro, what is this coming on my screen? I realize we got ads on our thing now because we affiliated, right? That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. So how was y'all weekend? Before before we get this show rolling, how was y'all weekend? Uh, weekend was cool, man. Did a 24-hour stream over on Artie Ziff Media. Um, got that knocked out. Woke up Sunday morning, just handled a few things in the new place, ran a few errands, and uh, that's about it. Man, that's that sounds like a pretty good weekend. How was the 24-hour stream? Um, it was it went very well. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to discuss too many numbers, but I'll just say it went very well. Oh, I was about to say, what you mean? You can't do all right, okay. I understand. <laughs> Chris, how was your weekend, man? It was good. It was good. I was by myself. Um, I went to the bar Friday, watched the game, um, had a couple of drinks. Then I came on home. I cleaned up my crib real good. I worked out, uh, did some did some work on my car, just figuring out how to do some stuff on the car. Uh pretty much had a chip weekend, you know, for real, for real. I can't wait till this chip shortage over with because it's messing up my job finally. We finally the the automotive Part of our job is finally getting affected now because they ain't, we ain't selling product like we should. So I was off today because of that. So hope they get this stuff together. But man, I'm I'm sick because of the chip shortage too. Can that, can y'all please please drop a next gen, man? I'm sick. I'm sick <laughs> of playing this Xbox One. Okay, this Xbox One. The, I don't roll with this thing. So the, the wheels finna fall off. Okay, you know how people say I'm riding till the wheels fall off. It's only two wheels left. The sick right. part this, is though, they drop. They have drops for that stuff when everybody's supposed to be at work, dog. Like that's the sick part about it. Exactly. How are us people with jobs supposed to our, our item? <laughs> the only way. And the thing is, I work from home, make my own schedule type deal, right? Like most days, I work from like noon to four, maybe five. Bro, I still do not have time to compete. <laughs> this. Like, this man Gibbs is out here uh, waiting for his games to load. That's you hate to see it. <laughs> hey Josh, where you stay at, bro? Where you stay? At? I, you know what? I ain't gonna make no threats on camera. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a, we got a great show up for y'all today, man. We got a lot going on. We got a lot, a lot going on. We got some big upsets happening. We got some teams that we looking at like, hey, are you are you the real deal? Are you legit or or what's going on? And Mahomes has not only lost a game, he's lost two games in the month of September for I want to say the first time in his career as a starter. So we'll be asking if there's room to panic there. And there's also a team in the NFC West that's one and two and at the bottom of the division that. Many people predicted we're going to be one of the better teams. So we got to talk about that as well as some of these basketball players. They they showing us why Coach Carter demanding the 2.3 had everybody up in arms. They showing <laughs> it. And it's, it's getting scary out here. But anywho, we're going to get into that as well. That sounds like a good show to y'all. Sound great to me, sir. Sir. All righty. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. We got the master of the mix of master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And then you got the little old MC, 
That's me. Now, folks, if you see the name on today's show, yes, it's called Anti-Vax Over Acts. And we did that intentionally because there is a lot of ruckus being caused in the NBA by a lot of anti-vax folks from Bradley Beal to Jonathan Isaacs to Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins. They told us that Canadians were considerate and kind people. And Andrew Wiggins said, hey, it's an exception to every rule, big dog. But anywho, <laughs> um, so we're looking at this situation and the two that it would affect the most are Kyrie and Andrew Wiggins because both of them play in states that have uh, zero tolerance. You cannot enter a sporting event unless you are vaccinated type of situation going on, which means both of them would miss every home game as well as um, as well as have their games on the road against teams in either New York or California. So that's about 45 games uh, missed for both players. So with that being said, is this a concern for y'all? Do y'all think they're going to get vaccinated or there was talks of Kyrie possibly being traded going on? What do y'all think is, is going to be the resolution here? Um, well, the way that both of these teams are compromised, I don't think that either one of them uh, gets traded. <clears throat> However, I do think we're in a space to where Andrew Wiggins definitely gets vaccinated. I don't think he has enough pool in the league or enough pool with that franchise to not get vaccinated. It's going to come to a point where, um, I mean, he's already not going to play games, but it's going to come to a point where he's losing money. Um, for somebody that had that much potential coming into the league, he's already lost a lot of cachet as a player. So honestly, I feel like if Andrew Wiggins wants a job um, next season, he's going to get vaccinated, right? Remember when people were calling him Maple Jordan? <laughs> I, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. It was a certain point in time where people was looking at Jabari Parker and Wiggins like we was about to see Cole and Brian in the draft. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but Kyrie, on the other hand, Kyrie is is he's not going to get traded from Brooklyn. And I think it's just going to come to a point where he's perfectly fine with sitting out those games and just waiting this thing out until it gets to a point to where the, the vaccines are no longer required for him to play. Or he just sits out as long as he can throughout the, you know, these uh, numerous seasons that this rule may be in place. Just that's the kind of personality or or uh, reputation that's, that's following Kyrie at this point. And, and we're not going to break down statistics or vaccine statistics or COVID statistics or anything on the show. We're not going to get too specific, but I don't know at this point if you're saying like, I don't know what's in that vaccine. Like we need to have a, a serious conversation about your, uh, about your cognitive well-being. Well, uh, there's, there's, there's a conversation to be had there. Chris, what are your thoughts on this thing? Man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm be a little man. I'm sorry, guy. And jo- I mean, I'm sorry, guy. And <laughs> All right, first things first. Bradley Bill, bro, shut up, shut up. Did y'all see the he, comment he made? He worried about his kids getting autism. He's very worried. You know, I mean, apparently. I, I understand that. I understand that. And and, and yeah, I read some stuff on the internet because some uh, female friend of mine definitely told me she waiting to get it to see if it's gonna mess up fertility. Which is, I was like, well, I mean. You drink liquor, and but we gonna, we gonna get into all that. You do all these other things, <laughs> you're supposed to do. but 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 anyway. So Bradley Bill got the nerve. Depot shots, all that. But we you go, see we what, go go yeah, you see what I'm saying? But 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 you know, Bradley Bill said this comment: If you get the vaccine, how are you still getting COVID? That don't make sense to me. Like like Bradley Bill, you 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 are 32, 31, making comments like that on national TV on media day. Like brother, brother, come on, man, come on, man. Like get like and, and the the Wiggins. I don't know I, this thirty million dollars he getting this year. I hope he realized he's never getting that again. Like never, nobody's never, paying. Never. Well, I don't know though because the new TV deal, the, they are paying money like crazy. He might get twenty five million again. He might get twenty million. So we don't know that. But I hope he know he never gonna be a max player for another team. I'm willing to bet my first child he never sees twenty five in the season again. I don't care how big this TV deal is. Ain't nobody paying like, that for Wiggins, bro. Like, 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 Wiggins, you willing to throw away 30, 30 million? 30 million? Like, they don't flew Wiggins all around the world to show him examples on how the vaccine is, like, you know, the start to change. And he was like, nah, bro. Trying to put on religious views. Like, okay. And then my last point, Kyrie, I'm so tired of you, bro. Retire. Please retire. Because you want to get paid, because Kyrie was one of the people back in the day in the Players Association advocating that players deserve more money, correct? Yeah, he was yeah. one of the people up on stage. 
Kyrie has cost himself so much money in the last two years. He doesn't have the mental to deal with the media, which is why they get paid so much money. And he also doesn't have the the, the the manpower to just make his own decisions. Like, Kyrie really reads stuff online and do all this other meditating and stuff like that and just generalizes a lot of opinions. Like, Kyrie, retire. Be, be, be ducked off and just be that street hooper that you want to be. Because you don't want to be in the NBA if you don't want to answer questions. You don't want to tell people your, some of your business that they ask you. You don't have to tell them all your business, but you don't want to be in the NBA for real. That's part of the job. In the description, it says you need to be able to talk to the media. That's part of your contract. Uh, you know, the the thing that, that bothers me the most here is these guys still saying, I need to do my own research, right? <laughs> to me, to me, if you just, here's the thing, right? Jonathan Isaacs, I commend him. I commend him because he's stood on like, I'm not getting it, period. It's not happening. Don't care. Whatever. The got to do my own research crowd. Where are you conducting this research? Uh, I, I where, threads. Where are the human trials that you're conducting? Where are the like <clears throat> natural uh, African remedy uh, posts on Facebook? I get it. I get. Trust me. I understand that as an athlete, there's a lot of things that you know you you put in your body. We don't know what was in them Tortorol shots or pills. Like, we know <laughs> what the word is. I cannot tell you the chemical composition of Tortorol. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. They was passing them out like candy before games. They was literally like, hey, you you hurting? You good? Like, you could be like, ah, my wrist kind of hurt. Bet, here's a Tortorol. Like, that's, that's the reality of what was happening there. And then I looked into, like, some of the downsides of Tortorol after I was done playing, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, that's a little dangerous, but here's my, my biggest thing is this, right? Not even to get into any more about the vaccine hesitancy or, or refusal to get it. You are openly willing to give up half of your salary, half over this shot. Listen, if I'm the owners, I'm looking at these guys like, yeah, they clearly making too much. They giving up half of their income. Now, they said taxes taking too much. Imagine what happens when you give up taxes and voluntarily give up the other half. What? Okay. I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I, I'll tell you this. As far as Kyrie and Wiggins, it, people talking about uh, possibly Ben Simmons being traded for Jamal Murray. If I'm the Nets, I'm looking at, you know what? We already got two guys that do what Kyrie does just about at the same level. What we lack is something Ben Simmons could give us. And I don't think that he would have a problem getting the vaccine. I, he don't want to take a shot? Good. We got James Harden. James Harden. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Be it, at the, be it at the doctor's office, be it at the bar, be it at the strip club, be it at a little baby birthday party, James Harden ain't never seen the shot that he wanted to turn down. You understand me? <laughs> so that... Uh, Oh, Ben, you don't want to shoot in the playoffs? It's cool. We good. Defensive sag off you? Guess what? We got these two elite scores in the court. I'm just saying. Uh, for Wiggins, I don't know why you playing this game, dog. You do not have the leverage. You do not have the cachet. There is nothing here indicating that this makes sense for you. But, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't I'm not wish- going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. Like I said, Wiggins – he has shown he can be a, a, a defensive player now. I will say that. Since he's been in Minnesota, he has shown he can be a, a better defensively. However, however, I can't I don't know what team right now has the cap room to get Wiggins a max other than like a team like a Orlando Magic team, something like that. And if he go there and take his max money, okay, bro, like who cares? You're never gonna win now. <laughs> so, I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you're the Orlando Magic, are you gonna pay him the max? Is he the type of guy that would draw a big ticket as far as ticket sales go? No, no. I mean, I, I, honestly, though, we're talking about the NBA in 2021. Right. I can bro, definitely see Orlando get... giving Andrew Wiggins a max. Although at this point in his career, he's KCP with a 40 inch vertical. But I I could see Orlando giving uh, Andrew Wiggins a max deal. But that but. That's what I mean as far as, like, let's be honest with ourselves. Orlando knows, like, we're very unserious right now. Like, we are not about winning (laughs) at this moment, right? Like, that's the team you want to get a match for? Okay. You're going to be – Blake Griffin went to a better team than the Magic. 
And after a little while of being there, he said, all right, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins looked disengaged playing for the Warriors. I don't even want to see what he looked like playing for the Magic. <laughs> I mean, we I saw it when he played for the T-Wolves. The T-Wolves is the Magic of the West. Oh, that's I facts. Mean, that's facts. Yeah. And, and what did he look like playing for the T-Wolves? Over there on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna yeah, lie, bro. About over. I ain't gonna lie, it's bro. It's tough. Any any shot stop you from getting thirty million, bro? And you eat you 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 don't you don't eat like a full alkaline diet or stuff that they say is good for you all the time. And you you you, you smoke cigars, you drink beer, you drink liquor, and all that. You gonna give up thirty million dollars, but you can't give up that other stuff that's good for you as well. Like I don't. Again, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Somebody tweeted today talking about uh, my my dad's diabetes was cured by holistic medicine and changing his diet. Western medicine don't want to he- hear you say this. Um, my Isn't doctors that what? T- doctors tell you? Doctors that, tell us that use? all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we don't listen to it. Not one bit. We get a big burger, put some bacon on it, bro. Cheese I kid you not. <laughs> at, at my heaviest during quarantine, I was 390 pounds, right? I can... I'm not proud of that fact, but it's a fact. I was 390 pounds. I'm down about 50 pounds right now. Now, when I was when I went to the doctor's office, I was down, I want to say 13 pounds. No, I was, yeah, I was down about 15, 20 pounds because they said I was 377 when I went. The doctor said, your A1C is high. We need you to come back in three months. What I need you to do between now and then is change your diet and work out harder than what you're already doing if you're already working out. I'm sorry, I bet. I did it. And that was the end of the story. That, that, that's just, that was it. You know what I mean? I went, nah, Western medicine not good for me. So they told me to work out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit at home and eat more bacon, more swine. I'm going to eat more <laughs> red meat because Western medicine trying to trick me. Like, come on, man. That's I got, I got a question about the, about the, you know, I know how to cure everything on my, on my own uh, crowd. Just from hearing people talk, is is elderberry vitamins the 2021 version of Robitussin? You know, elderberry and CMOS, <laughs> them two right there, boy, you can't tell them nothing. You can't tell them nothing. No, that CMOS series, though, we ain't get into that, but that CMOS series. I, y'all remember, I used to be on Listen, that, y'all. I used to I don't, I mean, here, here's the thing. Man. Here's the thing. I do believe in holistic to prevent these diseases. Absolutely. Right. Drink your CMOS, take your elderberry, take your turmeric, work out hard, don't eat crazy. Yeah, but like, there comes a point in time where it's like, okay, this is beyond that. Like, this is, it's here now. Like, this is not, you know. And it's just, <laughs> like it's I said, they want to flush, they want to flush twenty, thirty million dollars in the toilet, bro. Go for it, bro. I'm I, I, be first to say, I don't care what anybody got to say about the shot. As soon as it was available, I was like, I ain't about to play around. I'm gonna go get my shot. And then I also was like, at the end of the day, if something bad happens, it's gonna happen to all of us because they all, eventually everybody gonna have to get it anyway. If you don't and think that, vaccines work, what what vaccines did we used to get when we was a kid before we was allowed to go into elementary school? You don't even know. You oh, we had know. a ton of them. We had we had a bunch. They tetanus, don't even know. Polio, measles, mumps, all types. hepatitis. What, 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 yeah. What, what, what is the last time you knew somebody had polio? <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump, the last one. And even he ran up out them braces, boy. So that was the last dude. Was, you know what I mean? And listen, I, I, I just don't get it, bro. 20, like, you're going to let this shot hold you up. Like, I, I seen people drop out of school because the college was manda- mandating you get the, the vaccine. It was like, well, I just want to get my degree. I'm like, huh? Again, you going to just I, throw away money? Again, I, I don't. The, the the conspiracies around it they're really beautiful they're really they're really it's giving them a lot of something it's giving them a lot of something uh, boy right now. I tell you I tell you, the government not trying to track you dog you 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 pack boxes for FedEx bro I promise you <laughs> they is not worried about what you do listen bro they don't care that you go to the club and spend your check every weekend they want they don't you to care do that. they don't they is not. They is not looking. Man, I'm not doing none of that. I'm not. I'm not getting a vaccine. The government putting putting uh, tracking devices in there. All right, let me let me pull. Let me uh, go get this new iPhone. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You know. You know. You know what? I'll tell you this. Like Chris said, if you want to fumble that much money, you know what I mean. I'll take the shot for you. I get a. Hey, if you gonna give me the thirty m, I give me the. I already got my thirty. I I, 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 I,
Bro, uh, <laughs> hey, listen, put them in the same cup and give them to me. I don't care. You're going to give me 30 million. Oh, hold on, hold on. All three. You get Johnson Johnson, you a, you a bad man. You a bad I ain't going to lock 30 million gifts. 30 million. I'll be all right when I, when I get, wake up. I'll be all right. I'd rather inject E and J in my veins than J and J, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not EJ, bro. Not EJ, bro. But look, we we gotta we gotta we gotta move on. We done spent we done spent enough time talking about these jokers. Uh, but when it comes to dropping money, it's folks picking up money. Michael Porter Jr. signs the max extension allowable for him two hundred m's over five years. What do y'all think of this deal? Now I'm gonna start off by saying with the new TV deal kicking in, unless this new TV deal is gonna be lower and like we are going to see the salary cap remain the same. I think that the Nuggets got themselves a pretty good deal here. A young player that's rising, and you're looking at a situation where um, he's going to be making a significant amount less than players of his level over the next few years. I think that they got a steal here. What do y'all think? Uh, I already know that both of y'all are going to disagree with me because we've been over this subject multiple, multiple times here on the pod. I'm not a fan of playing players based upon potential. Mm. I don't care how good his season was last year. I'm not giving that amount of money to a player that averaged 19 points a game for me. You know? In, in order for you to get that money from me, I need to see you have that season to where I know you're to right know you're that guy. Not when I think you're gonna be that guy. So until you prove to me that you're that's first all NBA team. That's second all NBA team money right there. 19 points it, a it game, is, not getting you on all it NBA is, yeah. unless he averaging 10 and 10 along with that and a defensive. And defensively you a terror. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand where the Nuggets are coming from that. And it's a smart deal if they want to lock down this player a long time. And if it works out for them and Michael Porter Jr. ends up being, you know, a top 10, top 15 player in the league, then more kudos to them. But what do you do when if, if you find out that this 19 points per game is his cap? Hey, he he don't got he don't got top 10 player in the league. In him. I, he, he don't got that. In him. They just paid him like it. I, well, well, I, I'll tell you what. You're right. You're right there. You're right there. Chris, what you thinking about this contract, man? Listen, bro, I mean, you have to kind of play pay based on potential because, like, for example, Embiid, they had to pay him that third year, even though he missed the first two years. They had to pay him and give him an extension that third year. He only paid 10 games then. They had to or they was going to lose out on him. And if they were lost out on Embiid, we wouldn't be talking about Philly being a contender right now. We'd be talking about Ben Simmons need help. That's what we'll be saying. Not Ben Simmons won't shoot the ball. We'll be saying mm. Ben Simmons needs help so he can shoot the, the ball. The statement Ben Simmons need help make my stomach turn a little bit. That made me hurt. Ooh. Oh, 100%. 100%. But you know what I mean? If they didn't have him beat, no, they I would can't. be a bottom of the pack team because Ben Simmons, we found out he's not that guy. He's not that guy. Yeah. No, not But anyway, not so you have to. But for someone like MPJ, he's shown he, – he, okay, I'll say, give you all three points. First point, he's shown he can score the ball at an efficient level. And he saw he he can go off in spurts. And he can he can control the game offensively in some spurts. So that's the first point. Second point is he beat the injury uh, rumors around him. But when he got he got drafted so late because everybody's like, dude, he might not even be able to play basketball the way his back is. So he beat those injury allegations. Third thing is his size and his potential to be a good defender if he puts on a couple weight. We could be looking at the next point forward that in the West that could change the West. Swing of the West. We could be. Now, the the thing about his $207 million contract, it got a lot of clauses in it. So, like, he has to, like, by year two or three, he has to be an all-star. He got to be, by year four, to get the full deal, he got to be on a, one of the all-NBA teams, stuff like that. So, he not guaranteed the $207 million. He guaranteed the 168 just about, as long as hey, nothing if bad happened. If I was... If I was like set to miss out on about forty, if I ain't get all NBA, I'm bribing some writers, bro. Hey, Jackie McMullins, listen, I know you, all right. <laughs> I know you. I, you. You a writer, bro? You not making over six figures? Take this here. Take this M. All right. Just first team. First team. Don't forget that. First. Team. I don't know if you got to give him an M, dog. M a lot for one voter because it's about what? That's true. One hundred and twenty voter. I right. say you That's give right. him ten, ten Gs, but like, look, ten Gs and put you at six. For the year, that, so, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know what? I, I'll tell you what, though. This this MPJ contract, it 
it looks good because we're counting on a big TV deal coming and making everything skewing everything a little bit as far as what players are getting paid. Like it, like it did before. It's done but, it before. So, but I've already told y'all that one play with the Nuggets will forever live in infamy in my mind. A four <laughs> on one fast break against Campozo, and these boys was like. Yeah, nah, we ain't. No, no, no. Composo was with the Nuggets. Oh no, no, Campo- yeah, Composo was, yeah. was. Who was it? Who was it back? It was a guard. It was back. against it the was Wizards. It was against the Wizards. It was against the Wizards. I think. I can't remember what guard it was, but it it wasn't nobody yeah, that's like yeah. a defensive clamper. Four on one, four. And this man said, "Why well, just pull a bro, man? Fifth floor with four fingers up." Anyway, <laughs> four four on one. And Michael Porter Jr. went to the corner. That right there would have took ten mil off your contract if you if if it's me. I'm just being that, honest. That's with basketball, you, bro. man. That, but but is it though? Is it? Because like the point of basketball is to do what? Put that low ball in the hole and stop the other team from doing in, it. In 2021, that's basketball. Yeah, embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing. I don't know Blanco. I don't know why I thought of Jackie McMullen. It was just the first name that came to mind. It was just the first. It, it was Brad Beal. It was Brad. Yeah, Beal. that's what I said. It was Brad Beal. Brad Beal don't guard. He, he what? He won't even go. He, he Brad Beal is what? At, six at three, most, six four. No, at most six four. four. Yeah. At most six four. You have five inches on him. If you don't go grab that ball <laughs> and put your armpit in the rim like Vince Carter in that dunk contest, young man, <laughs> that's what you should have did. But you know, the Nuggets. You, <laughs> you almost said that like Adrian Peterson, man. When he grabbed when he that, ball. that ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I I I'm not saying whether or not he deserves it, but we'll see when this new money shakes out. We'll we'll see. And speaking of extensions, Coach Dave Dorn of NC State got an extension before this season. Many NC State fans were looking around like, um, I beg your pardon. What has bro won since he's been here to warrant this? Well, he just beat the Clemson Tigers, ladies and gentlemen. First win over a top 10 team for NC State since, I want to say, 2012 or 2015. No. Tw- yeah, one of those two. Either 2012 or 2015. I'm going first. first. I'm letting y'all know. I'm going first. First Clemson <laughs> loss. Hey, you got it. You got it. First Clemson loss to an unranked team in almost a decade. Chris, talk to me. What you thinking? Is this a, is this NC State is good or is this Clemson is bad? Listen, y'all. I was hot. I'm talking fish grease at the seven mile barbecue. I was hot on them parlays, bro. It came down to barbecue and foot massage. It came, it came down to Clemson minus ten and a half or Clemson money line. I'm like, man, minus six hundred is terrible odds. Then I go do some research. I'm like, NC State. They be playing better than usual, but it's Clemson minus ten. About right. That's a, a, a Minus ten and a half, that's a two touchdowns. I think they can lose by two touchdowns. No, NC State not even ranked. Clemson, when I tell you y'all had me bamboozled, y'all said minus ten. Oh, we gonna lose. How about that? <laughs> they said, they said minus ten. How about we lose by six? What? So I, I end up coming out green because I hedged like for the better, young betters, you got to learn. So sometimes you got to hedge that last bet in the parlay. Parlays is tricky. That's why I mainly do single bets now and do like small parlays, like three, four teamers. But anyway, that's a different subject, different day. But I'll say this. NC State did everything possible to lose that game. Literally. Mm-hmm. They two, missed- two touchdowns dropped. And three missed field goals. They literally missed one field goal and they resorted to win on another field goal attempt. And missed that one. Then they missed a third field goal. All in regulation. All in regulation, folks. It was tied game. All y'all need to do is kick one of them field goals. One. And y'all would have won the game in regulation. So, no, y'all had to do it the hard way. And it looked like Clemson was going to come back and they was going to get the touchdown. They got the touchdown right away in overtime. I'm not going to lie. Like, After that touchdown to Jester Ross, I'm like, see, this is all that last drive. <laughs> all that last drive, I'm saying, wait. Is NC State playing for a field goal? As soon as they cross the 40-yard line, I'm like, y'all kicker missed two already. Why are you playing for the field goal? And then 
the kicker misses number three. Go ahead, Chris. Proceed. I, I'm not going to hold you up. Like, NC State really, 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 really – shout out to them. They got the dub. I'm not taking nothing from their dub, but they really tried their hardest to sell that game. They really tried to give Clemson that game back. Now, if I'm Clemson, I'm pushing the panic alarm. When you hear stats like what Gibbs just read off first time they losing to an unranked team since when, Gibbs? Uh, I believe it's either 2015 or 2012. Those are those are the two years it's been since NC State beat the top 10 team and since Clemson lost to an unranked team. Exactly. So when you hear stuff like that, it's time to push that panic button because that means your season is abnormal at that point, which means this is this is this is not normal for you guys. So y'all need to figure out how to get this to be a normal season. So I don't know what they need to do, but all I know is they need to do it fast because. I ain't betting no Clemson ever again in my life, so. <laughs> All it took was one time, and you done. Man, bro, because if you watch that game, guy, literally, they did everything wrong. Like, Clemson had them on the ropes. They came out the mm. game killing. It was Clemson's first loss against the unranked team since 2017. 2017. Right, right. Yeah. Josh, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? Um, I honestly don't have much because I haven't had a chance to uh, consume much college football this season. But I did see the highlights from Clemson uh, NC State. And one thing that um, I will honestly have to ask you, is it is this something going on in college football to where players don't want to go to to Clemson anymore? Because they just came off of Trevor Lawrence. No, they have Clemson, a, a damn Clemson good program. Still, yeah, they still they still have top five recruiting classes every year. Top so can you please three. explain to me what um money they owe this man or who donated to the school to where uh I, I forget the dude's name uh D- DJ can you explain to me why that's Clemson's quarterback? I well he is a freak of a physical specimen. He's a two hundred fifty pound quarterback that's very mobile. The only problem there is as a quarterback you have to you throw, throw the ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and just from watching highlights of one of their games this season, I can see that this man does not have it. And looking at the looking at the stats for the season, he started all four games this season. They started off two and two. They lost to Georgia and lost to NC State, which both were very winnable games. But this man has thrown for three touchdowns and three interceptions. And when you were the head of a program like Clemson, that's that's just not going to get it done. I mean, for for the season, this dude has a 46 percent completion rate. So let me let me break y'all off with a little bit. Let me break y'all off with a little bit to help you yeah. understand. This, what is, this is this is NC State alum, y'all. We not just bringing, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We not just bringing anybody out. You know. I, I also run a podcast called Locked On Wolfpack, so I talk about the Wolfpack literally daily. Okay, NC State has a a problem with leaving points on the board. NC State is three and one. The one game that they lost, they lost by fourteen points. In that game, they had two touchdowns dropped. And they missed a field goal. So, the NC State has not made it a secret like, oh, we going to leave points on the board. Ha-ha, they won't know. Like, no, this is who they are. Um, and this is who they've been this season. The problem is, I said that one or two of things was going to happen this, this game. Either Clemson's offense was going to figure it out. They were going to figure out how to get that passing game going with DJ. Or their defense was going to implode because they were on the field too long. Their defense saw the heart and soul of that defense, James Skalski, go out with a stinger. Those normally come from wear and tear and being tore down. Brian uh, Brissy, their defensive tackle, who was probably going to be one of the top 10, 15 guys in the draft next year. He tore his ACL. Will Shipley, their starting running back, the guy that everybody said was Came out of nowhere, but now was supposed to be the heir apparent to Travis Etienne and been their best offensive player. He got hurt. Hyperextended knee. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it's very simple. In college, it doesn't matter how good you are. On one side of the ball. Those other guys are on scholarship too. You cannot continuously leave one unit on the field again, 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 and be like, oh, it's going to be all right. We're going to be okay. It's not going to happen. Clemson saw three players go down, two with season-ending injury. No, one with a season-ending injury, two that disallowed them to come back into the game. And granted, one of them was offensive, but still, you cannot play that game of leaving the team on the field forever, or else you get what you get. And that's just what Clemson had. So 
I think that this was a combination because NC State is a team that should be undefeated right now. Conservatively, they dropped 16 points. They also did a jump pass um, on the two-yard line that ended up being intercepted. So you could turn that 16 into 23. And there was a fumble by their starting running back. Again, they, they've left points on the board this year. Against Clemson, they left points on the board, but Clemson could not capitalize. So with that being said, they look at shaky. But speaking of looking shaky, Chris, you've never been more wrong, and you've also never been more right. You said that Ben Roethlisberger and crew was going to the Super Bowl. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Big Ben, <laughs> Big Ben looked more washed up than when you leave your clothes in the washer overnight, and you got to run the spin cycle again just to get the mildew off them, and then you like. I might as well wash them a third time just to really get them clean. (laughs) But also, your Stafford for MVP is looking very good. This this game against the Cardinals could be a make or break as far as, I mean, I know it's only week four, but this game could have a lot of significance in that MVP race. So first, we got to talk about your Steelers. What is going on over there up in Pittsburgh? Talk to us. Man, Big Ben officially is washed. We need to pull him, but we ain't got nobody. We haven't drafted a quarterback. See, the problem is I fell in love with the the talk. You know, Steelers talk in the offseason is amazing talk. Like, Steelers fans, we're, we're different. We we diehard fans. Like, you can't say nothing bad about Steelers. If you say something bad about Steelers, I'm going to find you a legend that played that position for the Steelers. That's how deep the Steelers have been in they, 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 uh time being the Steelers. But... Big Ben, it's time. It's, t- it's officially time to say, Big Ben, you have your flashes still because you are Big Ben, but it's t- it's time for time for Big Ben to 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 go ahead and be a backup quarterback. He's in that stage where Eli Manning was with the Giants, and we just don't have a Daniel Jones behind him. Like it, it, it's it's getting bad. Like our offense is the worst I have seen in my twenty five years. The worst. Lord Jesus. Juju Smith Schuster. Is irrelevant now. If it ain't TikTok, it don't matter for you. So, so you said when they had uh, Greg Maddox and Charlie Fry, they wasn't this bad. No, they wasn't this bad. <laughs> Lord, they, they wasn't this, bad. Lord this, this is literally we can't get first downs. Uh, well, we got a stud in Claypool, and we can't get him the ball. Big Ben looked like it hurt when he has to throw more than twenty yards. I could throw the ball probably fifty yards. Yeah. And he's struggling to throw 20 with pressure. I'm not saying I could do his job, but man, Big Ben, like last year, and Blanco, you say he's been down three years. We started the season 12 and 0 last year. I mean, so, listen, if, hey, if he was I mean, done last year, he well done now. That man, man. Get he, was, he, was, he, was, he was clearly he was clearly on the decline last year. But it wasn't this draft. Like this is a clip. Like I feel like I feel like last year they had weapons. They had weapons to kind of cover up for it. Exactly. Exactly. This year we don't. We got young young receivers. Like we don't have nobody to come bail us out anymore. We don't have a Le'Veon Bell. We don't have you know not to hear still getting his feet wet. He had a great game, but he's still getting his feet wet. So I I'd be surprised if we make the playoffs the way the Browns playing honestly. Honestly, the way the Browns playing, I'll be surprised me because the Browns haven't even Odell still hasn't even got back to full stride yet. Baker hasn't started selling yet. I know Gibbs gonna get on Baker another time, so I ain't gonna slam Baker. But oh, you know, you know, I love me some Baker Mayfield slam. The Ravens <laughs> kicking, the Ravens kicking sixty six yard field goals. We get on that later, but I don't think we even come in. I don't even he think we gonna beat the Bengals out. I don't even think we are gonna get the Bengals over. Like the Bengals, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they looking solid. Like you the Bengals are looking what? like a solid team. Just so I can add, you know, some insult to injury. I know you had them going to the Super Bowl. Stiller is gonna have the worst record in the division. No, I, I I wouldn't be surprised, man. We got a couple like we like we play Ooh. Green Bay. We we gotta see Aaron Rodgers. Oh God. Our defense is still – defense at full strength, we still probably top three defense in the league. I will say that. At full strength with T.J. Watt, he's out right now. But with, with, with defense, we probably still top three defense in the league. Like, our defense still makes it very tough for offenses, even the highest of the highest offense. Yeah. But, man, our offense looking like they just need to just have open tryouts. 
Because Mason Rudolph ain't no better. <laughs> you know the strange thing about this Steelers team that I never thought I'd see from the Steelers? Y'all remember when we were younger? The Steelers were known for Jerome Bettis, yeah. Fast Willie Parker, Rashard yeah, Mendenhall. Them just, a, just they just had big, powerful backs that just were going. They were going to find a way to run the ball. Yeah, Didn't matter true. what was going on, the Steelers could run the ball. Najee Harris is averaging three point one yards per carry. That is that is good for 49th best in the NFL. Like I said, he's still learning, though. He, you know, this is first. Year. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying what he is or is not by himself. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is this Steelers team has always had an identity of we're going to run this ball. If don't come hell or hot water, we're going to run this ball. Right now, it, it's just looking terrible. It's looking terrible for that offensive line. They are struggling to, to get the slightest of creases. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on and. You know, Matt Canada, fun fact, y'all talk about me being an NC State guy. Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator at NC State when I was there. And he's now the coordinator of the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I knew as soon as I saw that, I'm like, huh, how's this going to work out? How's this going to work? Because Coach Canada likes to do a lot of creative things with wide receiver motions and, and pre-snap motions and all that. And I thought to myself, they got the receivers. You can run the ball with some of their receivers. You, you could for sure do that. But how is this going to work out as far as Ben's mobility and rolling out off of some of that? And we see Ben can't do it. He just got to stand in the in pocket like a statue, and he's getting his head tore off right now, man. I'm, the Steelers We are lost a lot of old linemen, so, I mean, that's part of it, but. Man, it's just it's hard to watch. I'm gonna watch oh, yeah, Mary they Sunday was tearing that boy up yesterday. Yeah, I mean, but I, I still think we could beat the Bengals out because the Bengals gonna bingle. I mean, anytime I'm worried about the Bengals, they 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 bingle. Now, now we had to we had to we had to uh, you know make sure keep you humble a little bit because now we got to pump your head up because it look it's looking like you were right. It's looking like you were right I, about this. Uh, listen, it's looking like you were right I about this. I hope y'all. I hope y'all. Matt Stafford MVP pick. I hope y'all cracked up y'all picks, Max man. I hope y'all did <laughs> and went and just put whatever amount you had in that piggy bank on Matt Stafford. It was plus two thousand odds. Now, when I told y'all to do that for the hey, Lakers, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, Blanco, you are absolutely right. When when Ben tried to roll out and fail throwing the ball, oh my god, that was the moment <laughs> when I realized like. I don't know who thought that Matt Canada and him was going to be a good idea. I don't know who thought it, but they need to stop it. Go ahead, Chris. I hope y'all took whatever you had that piggy bank could have been $10 and put it on Matt Stafford in Vegas or either on any of your betting apps. If you're in Michigan, they got several. If you anywhere else, you can use both. It's a lot of online betting apps you can do. But anyway, I, I just want y'all to know, I told y'all when the Lakers were going to win the title in 2020, I said, put a honey on that plus 2,000 right before AD get there. Because the AD's going to get there. I caught that one. This Stafford one, looking like I'm right again so far. I told y'all I'd joke it last year, too. Yeah. MVP. That was plus 1,600 odds. So I'm telling y'all, them season-long bets, the stress-free bets, man. Stress-free bets. All you got to do is read a couple articles, see what the story is built around, put the money on. But anyway... Stafford, baby. We knew what Stafford could do. We knew what he could do. Now you give him Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on defense. That's just the stars of defense. No, don't, don't, don't talk about the rest of the defense. Then you give him Cooper Cup. Him and Cooper Cup look like him and Brady and Randy Moss these first couple games. It's ridiculous. They are outrageous. Deshaun Jackson done turn back the hands of time. This man is blowing by DBs like Dude, 50, 50-yard TD and a 75-yard TD. In the same game. I thought that was Philly. I thought it was Philly on the field the way he was moving. I'm like, oh, that's Philly. Philly Deshaun? I'll tell you this. Right now, Matt Stafford has a 70% completion percentage, 942 yards, averaging a little over 310 a game, nine touchdowns, one interception, a passer rating of 129.8. Boy, that boy Stafford. Listen, Cooper Cup is probably – he 
probably buy Stafford dinner every day. He like, bro, I'm so happy you here, bro. Here, what you want for dinner tonight? Stafford like, man, I make I make thirty million. Relax. Cooper like, nah, bro, nah, bro, nah, bro. We, they had gave us golf. They gave us golf to go against Brady. <laughs> they gave us golf to go against Brady. And now you here. And we you know what's Brady. crazy? You know what's crazy? They beat Brady last year with golf. They beat him last year with golf, and they. Yeah, I don't know why people thought it was going to be any different with Matt Stafford. I don't know why. Ah, man. Like, oh. Anyways, you go ahead, guy. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm just going to tell y'all, I might be wrong sometimes, which all of us are. But of when course, I'm right, of course. I'll be on the money. I mean, Chris is right. I don't see anything going uh, awry during the season where Matt Stafford doesn't win MVP. And honestly, the way that the offense is looking, I know you're going to have to switch up the offense a little bit in, uh, in, in the playoffs in order to make a deep run. But that West Coast offense is tailor-made for uh, for the way Matt Stafford throws the ball, man. Can, can I say something real quick? Can I say something real quick? And, and a lot of people are not going to like this. People said that last year was a down year for Matthew Stafford. That man threw for 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. And Kenny Galladay was hurt for most of the year. His receiver one was hurt for for most of the year. For Matt Stafford, the way he's been throwing the ball, I mean, that is a down season. Absolutely. When you look at the years before that, other than 2019, where he was banged up for most of the year, but even that year, 19 touchdowns against five interceptions. You got 3,700 yards, 4,400, 4,300, 4,200, 4,200, 4,600, 4,900, and 5,000. I mean, why the, the thing that the thing that bothers me the most here is people pretending like Matt Stafford has got a new uh, confidence and ability for what he uh, what he is now, as opposed to what he was in Detroit. No, he's in a bigger market with a better team. That's all. That's all, and that's it. We've seen what Matt Stafford can do when he has a good coach. When he had Jim Caldwell, he had what one losing season under Caldwell. One. Yeah. He won 13 games, 9, 7, and 9. That's what he did under one good coach. Before that, it was uh, Marinelli, Schwartz, and then Caldwell. And then after Caldwell, Patricia. Don't ask <laughs> why the man can't win. I don't know. For some reason, you saying the, light, the Lions had 13 wins one season just sound like a fever dream. Like, I mean, this is, is what happened. It's what happened. They oh, I'm sorry. They had 11 wins that year. It might not have been 13. It might not have been 13. It might have been 11. But the either year way, we got screwed against the Cowboys, right? Yes, the year we got screwed yeah. against the Cowboys on the uh, the face guarding, and we'll talk about these calls going against the Lions too, because we need to talk about that. We'll talk about that in just a second here. But yeah, they uh, they won 11 and five in 2014. So, I mean, I'm just saying under Caldwell, 11 seven nine nine. And that wasn't good enough, apparently. That wasn't good enough, so they need to bring in Patricia and go back to four and three and two, you know. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Fun stuff happening in Detroit. (laughs) And by the way, they booed Sheila Ford Hemp during Calvin Johnson's uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, and everybody was all up in arms about it. I don't know why. I get it. She's not her father. Our ownership deserves to get booed to some extent. (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, it's just the reality there. But anywho, Stafford being MVP candidate should surprise nobody. Um, I especially early. Stafford, if you look at some of his worst times, they generally come later in the season when he's taking more hits than he should because he's the whole offense. But that's not that doesn't look like it's gonna be the case uh with with this um with this LA Rams team. And now we got to talk about some teams that are on the opposite end of the spectrum because the Rams are in first place of the NFC West. Two teams that are at the bottom. One in the bottom of the NFC West and one in the bottom of the AFC West. The Chiefs and the Seahawks are both one and two. Both have teams in their divisions that are three and oh. One has multiple teams that are three and oh in their division. Fellas, are y'all worried? Is it time to push the panic button if you're the Chiefs or the Seahawks? What are you Real quick, though. Real quick, Gibbs. Stafford went from plus 2,000 odds to plus 1,100 odds in three weeks. Just just putting that out there. 
So you lose you losing money if you if you if you didn't do it. But you should, do you, it. you should still the do it. You should still do it. The longer you wait, the <laughs> but, more money you lose on that. But anyway, uh, if I'm the Chiefs, I look at it like two ways. You just got picked up Josh Gordon. So you're not dead in the water. You just added some more depth at receiver to go along with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all your other dogs you got. I look at Patrick Mahomes and I ask him, do you think we need to make a change with anything? Because what you got to do is you got to remember what got you to be this dynasty as the Chiefs, which is Patrick Mahomes, which is why you gave him that long contract, which is why you basically signed him for his career. You got to look at it and say, Mahomes, what is what is different this year that we haven't done in years past? And based off his feedback, you bring it to the team and y'all work around his feedback. You know what I mean? I don't think it's it's, it's still very early. The Chiefs are going to make that run. They're going to go on that six-game win streak that we know they are capable of. Right. They just, to me, they just got a, a little hungover of being a good team. They got too much confidence, and it's like, Oh, we could come back. We could come back. Because if you look at it, they trailing in a lot of these games, and they do come back. But it's like you didn't gave the team, other teams so much momentum, it's hard to, you know, get the win at the end. And that game, the defense, their defense is not as, as tough as it used to be. I mean, I know they didn't have the best defense, but their defense is not, like, scary. It's not one, it's not one player on that defense I could be like, oh, he scares me. You know what? Here's here's the thing that I find so interesting about this Chiefs team. Okay, what and and Blanco said the Seahawks yes, Chiefs not yet. Here's why I'm worried about the Chiefs. Everybody said that the Chiefs turned their offensive line into their strength in no time, but did they? But did they? Orlando Brown said that he wanted to be a left tackle because his father was a right tackle and he wanted to be better than what his father was and all this. And that good stuff. And Ronnie Stanley, of course, was going to be the left tackle in Baltimore. That's just Ronnie Stanley's one of the best left tackles in the game. Young guy. You're not going to beat that up. Orlando Brown is best suited in a downhill, no frill system where he's going to get to punch you in the mouth 10, 15 times a game. You're not getting that out of, out of um, Kansas City. Andy Reid is not giving you that. He's not giving you 10, 15, 20 times where it's, hey, listen, it's either going to be a run or RPO. You go tee off on that defensive end. You go tee off on that linebacker and make it happen. It's it's tough. And also, fun fact, um, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have as many receptions as the rest of the team. There have been 78 catches by – Chiefs players this year, 39 of them are Hill, Kelsey. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. You cannot be that dependent on just two players. Nobody else can get open. Nobody else can get open. Like I say this all the time about bad receiving cores, like marriages in the 20s, no separation whatsoever. They just (laughs) right here on top of each other. And that's tough. That's tough. You're looking like you're going to be in a bad situation when that's the case. You need to be able to uh, have more than just those two guys because for the most part, with a transcendent talent like like Mahomes and those two receivers, you're good. But here's the problem. If one of those receivers goes down, then what? Because now you can double the good guy and say, everybody else, man up. Everybody else, man up. Even if Mahomes beats you with the throw, they'll drop the ball. It's been the same story for the last few years, too. So people are used to that. Like, okay, we got to stop here. We got to stop K- Kelsey. So, I mean, you got to switch it up, man. You got to figure out how to switch it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is – I'll tell you this much. I Both of these teams are in interesting situations. Which team are you more worried about at this point? I'm more worried about uh, the Seahawks because we were just having a conversation about the Steelers, about the Steelers losing their identity – and we don't really know how they can go forward about winning games with them just, you know, putting things together. I kind of feel like the uh, the Seahawks are in the same position because we always recognize the Seahawks for two things. Um, their secondary, they always had a strong secondary and they always had guys that could give Russell Wilson time to work. When you're Russell Wilson and you're six foot one, even though you have the, the throwing ability, you need time in the pocket because when you got six foot six, you know, linemen running at you, you're going to need some time in order to make things work back there. 
Um, he's been getting destroyed in the pocket this season. They haven't been able to give him much protection. And the Seahawks have been giving up a lot of points this season. And when you got those two things working in conjunction with each other, I don't really see how they can put together wins going on in the season with the way this, this team is constructed. The Chiefs, on the other hand, even though they're having their struggles, I think they have enough pieces and enough winning experience as a team to figure something out when you got players that are that talented. Okay. Chris, it's not like they've thinking? had any games where they've just been demolished. Like the like the, the Seahawks gave up 30 some points to the Colts. That's not acceptable. That's terrible. But but the Chiefs have had the Chiefs have lost close games, which, you know, with their experience as a team, I think they can put some things together and figure out how to close out on those close games. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? I'm confused with the Seahawks, bro. What is their identity now? Like guy shit. Like they used to be the uh what was it? Who's the boom? The, the boom. Legion of Boom. Legion, Legion of boom. boom. What is their identity now? Like, what are they good at now? They like, quarterback they got, Sierra. Yeah, you know what I mean? Teams. Like, like Matt I mean, and that chase if, down. If I'm being completely honest with you, though, ask a casual football fan what they know about the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean. They're going to be like, yeah, I know Russell Wilson. He will re- he with Sierra, ain't he? Yeah. And then say, then say that Metcalf, he's fast. He hawked that that uh that, that that guy down and tackled him right before he got a touchdown. But that ain't gonna help you if Metcalf don't get the ball. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. The Seahawks need to find their roots and find out what they were good at. And Legion of Boom was what they were good at. That was their market. That was their brand. Let me get back to that brand, man. Badly. Let me tell you who I'm more worried about. I'm more worried about the Seahawks, but. I'm pressing the panic button for both of these teams. I'm pressing the panic button mm-hmm. for both of these teams. Let me tell you why. The Seahawks' defense is bad, right? They allow 26.3 points per game. You want to know how many Kansas City's defense is allowing? 31. They're allowing 30 points a game. Four touchdowns and a field goal is what you're averaging against them. Even the one win that they have against the Browns, the Browns put up 29 points. Sheesh. They won that game 33 to 29. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Okay, if you say, oh, well, you know, allowing 29 to the Browns ain't a big deal. The Browns have played three games this year. They scored 26 against uh, the Bears. They scored 26 against the Bears, 31 against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are supposed to be the worst team in the league by a lot. Your defense is as bad as them, and you're telling me everything is okay? They lost to the Chargers with four turnovers to the Chargers zero. In the words of Bain, you have been softened by success, Chiefs. You have been softened by success. They believe in themselves so much, they believe, oh, we can just go out and win games when we want. That's not how the NFL works. It's not how it works. Don't matter how fast you run McCole Hartman, if you run fast without the ball, ask Hollywood Brown how many points that's worth. That's it. <laughs> a donut. Zero. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm concerned about both of these teams. I really and truly am. They, they got to get it together. And now, speaking of teams that we're concerned about in Hollywood Brown, the Lions. Lose that was on the real last smooth, second. Kids. That was real smooth. I got to clap it up for you, bro. That was real smooth. <laughs> Listen, I do what I can. I do what I can on my transition. <laughs> the Lions lose on a 66-yard field goal, the longest in NFL history, after a missed uh, missed delay of game before it. But nonetheless, they miss on a 66-yard field goal on Calvin Johnson's Hall of Fame day with the Lions to the Baltimore Ravens. Fellas, is this... Is, is there a curse with the Lions? Is there something going on to where we just that the the football gods, as people say, just hate us? Because a sixty six yarder, and mind you, mind you, this isn't a situation where it's like, oh, they missed that call, and that would have made it a forty eight yard field goal. No, that would have made it a seventy one yard field goal. The field goal that won the game hit the crossbar and bounced over. So. Fellas, is there a curse with the Lions? What's happening? I mean, I, I would say it's uh, in conjunction with, with a few things, right? 
the Lions have never really had a management in place that could put a great team together. They had maybe one season, and that season the Lions kind of got screwed out of a playoff win, right? Um, but it's a, it's in conjunction with them having poor management, poor coaching a lot of seasons, not a lot of talent on the field, along with them possibly being cursed. Because anytime uh they have put together a decent team or a decent season and tried to make some kind of run, it seemed like anything that could possibly happen to screw them, uh, to screw them out of a win has happened, right? Which can be demoralizing for a team. But yesterday, man, uh, I really don't. I really don't know how you move forward. This was the this was the win that not only would have like put the Lions on a map for maybe they can make a run against these better teams because they haven't played bad games this season except against Green Bay. They they've played decent games. They just haven't been able to put together wins. And then this also could have gave them the momentum as a team to maybe we can win this division. But after you win a game that way against, you know, arguably the best team in the NFL, I, I can see that spelling doom for the rest of the season. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Chris, what you thinking, man? I know this ain't your team no more. I know you done jump ship and abandoned the Lions. Well, it, I, I jumped ship 15 years ago, so I'm a, I'm I'm not alone no longer <laughs> affiliated. Not even not my team no more. You can't even say that. So anyway, um, last time they played the Ravens, it was 60 yard field goal, correct? Um, yeah, I believe yep. it was like 56 or 60 something like that. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Lions. Why not let the Ravens not kick field goals against y'all? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. These are when you have stuff like this against you, and the Lions. It seems like they're always that team that has that that thing against them. Like it's the flag, or it's the kicker, or it's it's just I, I don't know what you need to do as an organization to to beat these allegations that you're cursed. First things first, when you had Stafford, you didn't do right by Stafford, so you reaping what you sowed. Uh, Ford, I want Ford to go ahead and sell the team, honestly. Honestly. How much money is they really making? Especially during this chip shortage. Yeah, yeah Lions fans are diehard. But that, that's the why games. they're not going to sell the team. They're making too much bread. They're making too much bread off the ass. I, I, know, I, know, I know that, yes, but I mean, at some point, you should feel bad that you're doing this to the city. Well, you should feel bad. The Lions didn't do right by Stafford. They didn't do right by Barry. They didn't do right by Calvin. They haven't did right by anybody. The organization, <laughs> I get you in Detroit, so you're not going to get free agents. But you could throw our $40 million out there here and there and get somebody. Somebody would be like, I live in Detroit for football season. I'll be back for a summer in Cali. You know what I mean? Right. They don't have to live in Detroit. They practice in Allen Park. They can live in Bloomfield. They can live far, far away. They can but live I, on the island. I think, I think one thing that people are forgetting here, being a millionaire anywhere is still being a millionaire. Exactly. Like, it don't matter if you're in the best city in the world or the worst city in the world. Like, as far as As far as things that do, we know it's a difference, but you're still, you could do those things on your away games. You can do those things. On when you're when you're off, because I think every football team except the team that play Monday is off on Mondays, right? Like they, they um, if it's called Victory Monday, so normally if you win, you get off Mondays. But yeah. there are a decent amount of t- so okay, basically so the half Lions of the NFL case. is off. <laughs> it's on the Lions case. <laughs> they never off Monday, but anyway, um, I will say this: the coaching staff is a lot more competitive this year. The games are actually good to watch this year. Shout out Lions. Um, I think y'all probably win four games this year. Uh, maybe if y'all see. Get golf go back, turn the clock back to when he was on the Rams dominating, and maybe, but you don't have the same weapons you had when he was on the Rams. You know the crazy, craziest thing about the way the Lions have played this season is Jared Goff being a quarterback. What? You know what worked best for the for the Lions offense? What if they implemented a West Coast offense? Well, I mean, you know what? I'll I'll tell you this. The, this is the first time in a while that I feel confident in our coaching staff that they're doing what they need to do. They're putting players in position. But at the end of the day, it's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Larry's and your Joe's. People keep talking about, oh, don't let a team convert fourth and 19. We're playing with rookies at corner. Like two legitimate, unheralded, not first-round pick. Like, who are these cats? Yeah, the boys look bad. <laughs> The boys look bad. So, like, I don't know what y'all want from those rookies. They're doing their best. I promise. I promise you, whatever you think they're doing or they're not doing, 
You can't come up with much more out of them. But I want to take a second here and talk about that because a lot of people are saying, well, if you don't want to lose that game, if you don't want the delay of game to not be called, just don't let them convert on fourth and 19. Well, I want to let y'all in on a secret, okay? I want to let y'all in on a secret about the game of football. Football is not predicated on being so much better than your opponents that whatever the refs do does not matter. That's not how the game is supposed to work. You're supposed to be one point better than your opponent on that given day, okay? And for perspective, let me tell you how many games in so far this season, and this is not even including this Monday night game. We're assuming that everything holds with this Monday night game and the Cowboys keep whooping the wheels off the uh, Eagles, right? We're assuming that that happens, okay? With that being said, there have been 22 games that have been decided by one possession or less this season. It's been three weeks. That is an average of seven games a week. There's only 16 games every week. 15 if you include, I'm sorry, 15 when you add in that there's a team on bye week every week from week three forward. So in essence, half of the games in the NFL are decided by one possession, by one play. And you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, well, the Lions just need to play better. That's a- <laughs> Huh? They're doing their job. Their job isn't to be 20 points better than their opponent. Their job is to be 15 points better than their opponent. They did their job against the Ravens. They were shafted. And and as as a Lamar fan, it really hurts me because as a Lions fan and a Lamar fan, I said, there's no way that this can be a bad game for me. Boy, was I wrong. Hollywood Brown decides to drop everything that came his way. That boy had more drops than trap star DJs in 2008. (laughs) <laughs> I sent y'all to pick on Twitter, right? They said watching Hollywood Brown live dropping these passes is really hard to watch. And it was like he was like, or like this, or then he's like, <laughs> listen, all I'm saying is Hollywood Brown has so many drops. I was expecting to hear, if you don't hear their drops, this is not an exclusive at some point in time. <laughs> I was expecting to hear it at some point in time, but we just never got there. Long story short, this is a situation where, I mean, the Lions, they need to do more to win. Absolutely. We should have never got rid of Caldwell until he could, until he lost that locker room, for sure. But the reality is the Lions should not have to be. I mean, but they coach staff now is not bad. Not bad. No, not at all. But they just need to get the, the horses in the stable. Because Jared Goff fumbles when not being touched. We got cornerbacks out there that like probably should be working at Costco. Like the reality <laughs> is we just don't have very good players right now. And that's okay. That's all right. It's it's the reality that we're living in. So, real quick, last thing before we get on out of here, we're gonna do a lightning round. Contenders and pretenders. You don't gotta give me an explanation. Just give me one of the two. These are all three and no teams. The Los Angeles Rams, contenders, pretenders? Contenders. Contenders. Contenders for sure. The Arizona Cardinals, contenders, pretenders? Contenders. Pretenders. Pretenders. Cliff Kingsbury. Give sold me on that. Hey. <laughs> hey. As much as I as much as I don't like Cliff Kingsbury, as much as I think he's a loser. I'm going to have to say contenders. I think that they're serious nah, this year. Bro. I think defensively, they got enough. I've seen enough, King, bro. Enough parlays okay. have been broke. Okay. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, contenders, pretenders? Pretenders. Pretenders, pretenders absolutely. Uh, Raider, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Contenders. Contenders. Pretenders. There's yeah. no way I'm giving Derek Carr a contender. Uh, Derek Carr ain't bad, man. <laughs> their, their fellow AFC West rivals, the Denver Broncos, contenders, pretenders? Pretenders. I, I'm going to get them contender. I'm going to give them contender. We will see how this shakes out going down uh, for the rest of the year. But I know y'all tired of us talking about uh, pretenders. Hollywood Brown dropping the ball and the Lions dropping the win as always. But come on <laughs> back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, the